Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. What a what a wonderful uh, four o'clock matinee session. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson, with you. Jackson, let's 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 cut to the chase here. Let's be real honest about the whole thing. You, oh motherfucker! Uh, <laughs> how, did that just pop up? Did that pop up when we were doing the show? No, uh, you Weird? mean see, and it was just my. Oh, dad. I heard it. Yeah, Marumba. Okay. I can't tell you how much it bothers me when people just call me. Just like cold call? Well, I mean, it's my father, but it, it, just in general, yes. <laughs> I can't. I, and, and like I'm upset by it. You know what I mean? Like, it, like I'm out of line for being upset by it. Right? All they're doing is calling. I mean, it's my dad. Now, if yeah. it's some you know, guy trying to sell me something, whatever, I, I'm never going to answer it anyway. But I, I live by the text usually or email of hey whenever you have a chance or if it's urgent hey please give me a call as soon as you have a chance as opposed to just getting somebody with a phone call but as i've learned your you and your peers do you just guys pick up the phone and, and just facetime that's just the way yeah. it goes i'm a if call I, if i got a notice from you at eight o'clock tonight with a facetime <laughs> i might gun my phone through the wall <laughs> that'd be that'd be i'd like to be a fly on the wall on that i'd hope you answer it then throw it <laughs> yeah um, so you can see it but yeah, I'm exclusively either FaceTime or call for almost any situation. When you're I'm talking aware. to your 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 many ladies, how do you handle that? Is that a different deal? That's a text. That's a, that's text. a text, really. That's a text. Yeah, because a call, then it goes all night, and it's never good. Got it. Interesting. These are things I uh, I know nothing about. Well, we're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. What I was going to say before my dad rudely called me. <laughs> Does was, he know he's live? Yeah, yeah. How come he's not streaming? Uh, is... Um, my read is you want to get home ASAP. That's my read. Well, I would like to both go to the gym for at least an hour. And also, oh, what are we doing today? Are we working on our uh, glutes? Uh, high interval, uh, high intensity interval training. Oh, hit. Yeah, some hit and then some some circuit strength. And then, uh, you know, 20 minutes on the Stairmaster as I do every time I go. Um, but then I also want to get like seven hours of sleep. And finish the newest episode of The Last of Us. So, you know, I got a busy schedule today. All right. Yeah. Well, so I want to I want to get you in and I want to get you out. I'm, I mean, I'm sitting here. All I'm doing is answering emails, sending emails and watching the waste management. That's uh, that's where I am. But there you are. Uh, and you're still in the studios. Uh-uh. And as you and I are talking, it is 411 on <laughs> February 9th, uh, 2023. And so I want to I want to hit the hole. I got a couple that stand out to me. 
Cool. Um, and so we will get right to them. We want to thank our sponsors who make the Tim McKernan Show podcast possible. The last edition of Pick 6 will go up tomorrow. Jackson and I are dueling, but because of a structure that I will vote against yeah. for 2023-2024, despite the fact that I think I've picked 58% of the games right, any of the jack-offs participating in this thing could win this. And Jackson, it kind of works against you because now with uh, Miles Sanders touchdown in the NFC Championship game, you're like a hundred or two hundred dollars back of me. Mm-hmm. But Angster Pete, who's picked I think two uh, percent of the games against the spread, correct? <laughs> Producer Joe has been terrible, and G Unit all could wind up winning this thing because they're just going to fire hail marys. Yeah. So, uh, I I suppose it can make it quote unquote more entertaining, um, but uh, is it truly a test? Is it truly a test of no. uh, of football handicapping uh i, I just I, I dissent politely on that so we'll have that for you we have qfta today tim mccurden action jackson with you and I, I guess it's going out live i see we have comments uh so you can participate in it live even though i have two emails that i plan on reading but you never know it's going to wind up happening on uh, qfta ryan kelly the home loan expert.com is the studio sponsor of the program and we are very grateful to the HomeLoanExpert.com for his long support of both TMA and this podcast. Uh, how about this? Average credit card rates are at 19.1%. That is the highest since July of 1991. 35% of households are taking on new credit to cover basic expenses. Even more are still paying off holiday bills. And here we are on February 9th. If you're a homeowner, You don't have to live like this. Do you have equity in your home? With a simple cash out refi, you can pull out that equity and then the home loan expert will give you your cash at closing. Start fresh on the path to financial freedom today at thehomeloanexpert.com. And once you get your home, make sure you get it insured with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. I have switched to James Carlton about five years ago and I can tell you I have been thrilled to be working with him. Had lunch with him yesterday. Great guy. And I'm sitting there. I just thought we were going to get together and kind of BS. And he had like six things, ways to save me money and ask if I had this taken care of and that taken care of. Just on top of it, an absolutely different level. And I'm I'm using this analogy. I don't know if it works. But Jackson, where's the best place in St. Louis in your in your mind to get a steak? And I know at 24... Number one, maybe the, maybe the kids aren't eating steaks yet. Maybe the kids just aren't eating steaks in general. And, you know, you're starting out. And even maybe maybe it's not something that you would consider yourself refined at. But I'll pose the question anyway. I've bought you about eight seconds with my soliloquy. What's the answer? Uh, I, got to, I got to go there for my, gra- my high school graduation, I believe it was. You know, Frontenac or I guess maybe we'll do live in Chris's Steakhouse on Limburg. Well, my, that's my parent, my dad, who rudely called us. That's his place. He loves <laughs> yeah. that place. I drive by it every day on the way to the show. Yeah, it's really good. My place is Citizen Canes. Love mm-hmm. Citizen Canes. You can get a steak at hundreds of places in St. Louis, and they'll probably be fine. But James Carlton is is Chris's. James Carlton is Citizen Canes. And, and if you really want the best, and for your family, you want to make sure you're taking care of them, you're going to go to the best, and the best is James Carlton. Sure, there are a bunch of places where you can get insurance, but go to the best. The best is James Carlton. 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. Ken Strode nailed the forecast again uh, earlier in the week. Super cold and snow possibilities. Now I see nothing but uh, sunshine tomorrow on a day that was expected to have snow in the area four days ago. 
43 degrees and uh, sunny tomorrow. But when it does get cold, make sure that you're working with Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Uh, Seth has taken care of my home. He's taken care of Doug Vaughn's home. We recommend you work with Seth as well. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Um, I'll start off with this email from the great Larry Thornton. Do you know Larry Thornton, Jackson? I, I reference him on the show because he texts in, and that's actually his real name. Right. Yeah, he used to work in radio, right? Uh, he's a producer at uh, KSDK. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, definitely. New guy. You guys could probably bond over that. For sure. Love that. Love to hear it. Uh, but yeah, I, only through the show do I do I know the name. Okay. Well, so he sent me this te- uh, email about our 101 show today. Ooh. Um, he said, I just wanted to say today's balloon party, while depressing as all hell, was one of the best hours of radio I've ever experienced. Appreciate the effort connecting the dots to all the sound bites. It was unreal in the worst way. Have a good one. That's from Larry. Uh, Larry Thornton is the one who sent that in. And I'm so glad that 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 wound up happening. And I was texting with a friend of mine, Big Blues, uh, fan, actually the non-gay, that's who it was, a uh, longtime uh, friend of the show on TMA. And we were texting about the Tarasenko trade. And, uh, and I was asking his opinion and we were just bullshitting. And I said, I cannot tell you how glad I am that that happened after 11 a.m. Can you imagine <laughs> if that would have uh, happened at like 10.30? Yeah, we would have completely, we would have had to stop and dead oh, yeah. And it would have been the right thing to do to stop. And yeah, right, to right. That, but it would have just been a motherfucker because I just really uh, ignorantly just assumed. And it's, you know, 99% of the time it'll be right. But still, there's the 1% where something could break and you got to totally pivot off. But I could treat today's 101 show uh, balloon party like a podcast, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. But if the Tarasenko trade comes at 1030, it's just like, OK, we, you know, we, we weren't able to deliver. Uh, it's it's the first time that I uh, would tell people, and, and that's why I was glad we did it in the in the fashion that we did, because it can play like a podcast reference point that you yeah. can always go back and listen to and have all of Gene McNary, the county executive during the 80s, all of J- Vince Shamel, the, the mayor of St. Louis during the 1980s, and Dan Deardorff, all in one spot, Dan Deardorff coming from Martin's podcast, um, to give the background. And also to open up people's eyes to number one, why I'm I'm not anti, you know, I'm not anti anything. I'm more pro dreaming big and not Mm -hmm. even dreaming big, setting out a plan, having a vision and then executing a strategy to make that become a reality. And I don't like settling. I don't like being around people who settle, at least as far as when I want to charge a hill. And uh, and so it kind of makes me cringe. And for those of you who haven't listened to it, I really would recommend it. I'm not going to make a dollar if you listen to it. I'm not going to lose a dollar if you don't. So I don't really give a fuck, but I think you'll enjoy it in a torturesome way um, to know. And you will hear it from the mayor and from the county executive that not only, of course, would St. Louis have the baseball Cardinals. St. Louis, according to Dan Deardorff and Gene McNary, could have absolutely kept the football Cardinals. According to Vince Shamel, once the football Cardinals were gone, uh, we had the New England Patriots. But in reality, I believe the Patriots were actually leverage being used 
by Jim Orthwine, a St. Louisan married into the Bush family, Orthwine's Bushes. You kind of get an idea of the old money element. Jerry Clinton was new money. That was a factor in this whole thing, which I know sounds crazy. We joke about old money and new money. It played out in St. Louis in the early 1990s. Uh, the old money doesn't like the new money. And, um, and they were going to use the Patriots lease that Orthwine had, and he was the owner, to then say, okay, St. Louis gets an expansion team. And then Orthwine sold uh, his interest in New England Patriots to Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft has had a very nice run. I, I would imagine the franchise's value has increased uh, probably by like a billion percent since he bought it from Jim Orthwine. And then, as you know, St. Louis didn't get an expansion team, had an empty building and a dreadful lease. And Stan Kroenke wound up moving the franchise that St. Louis got in 1995, but it could have been the Cardinals. It could have been the Patriots. It could have been the Panthers. It could have been the Jaguars. And St. Louis has no one to blame on those four, but St. Louis. In addition, the thing that rocked your world when you were editing all this audio so kindly last night and this morning, Jackson, is both McNary and Vince Shamel uh, corroborating each other's story that, uh, well, McNary met with David Stern commissioner of the NBA in New York, and then Shamel got a phone call the night before they were closing on this deal with the Blues uh, from the owner of the San Antonio Spurs to ask Shamel to move the Spurs to St. Louis. So to get to why it bothers me so much, that was not 100 years ago. That was the 1980s, and that was all within our hands. And so now I see a city, unfortunately at the moment on the decline, a region, unfortunately at the moment on the decline, with a baseball team and a hockey team, and I love the Cardinals and I love the Blues, but if you talk to young people and you gave them the choice of having a baseball team and a hockey team or an NFL team, an NBA team, and you take that poll outside of the St. Louis area, I assure you you're going to get NFL and NBA is an answer probably by 75% of them. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate because you could have the Cardinals, the Blues, the Cardinals or Patriots or Jaguars slash Stallions and the San Antonio Spurs. And you can say, oh, St. Louis isn't big enough, whatever defeatist attitude you want to have, St. Louis isn't big enough to support all of them. And, uh, and I would just tell you a lack of leadership and a lack of common sense uh, played a role in St. Louis hurting itself. So that is why I'm glad we did that podcast and for the first time, I think, ever, we were getting incredible amounts of praise during that show today. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. From, like, non-TMA. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I could tell people were like, I usually hate you guys, but this was good. <laughs> yeah, I, so, um, I, I, and I don't know, I, don't, I was listening to Martin's podcast interview with Deardorff, and he said Gene McNary had it right, and then it made me go, yeah, you know, I did that interview with McNary, and I started listening to it, and I'm like, fuck, I got the one with Shamel, too. And so I started sending Jackson all these clips. And I appreciate and you were key man on that today, because if you play the wrong audio or you edit it, and fuck right. it up, I mean, that was that was like I was like a lawyer presenting a case. But we had how many we played, what, 14 clips, I think is what you said, 11, yeah. 14 clips. Yeah. And so we had exhibit A through like M. Yeah. yeah and you had did. to hit them all right. So mm-hmm. uh, I am grateful for that. And so for real, first time ever, I've said, hey, uh, you know, go back and listen to a full hour balloon party because it plays like a podcast and it will probably piss you off. So you got to be in the right mood to, to listen to it, but it will open your eyes uh, to what has uh, transpired. Anything stand out to you in particular or somebody who wasn't around when that was going on? 
Uh, the thing that really stood out to me that we uh, touched on was, you know, the 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 businesses, you know, the, the big the circle of business owners in yep. St. Louis. Civic progress is what it was called, Jackson. Being so against putting a stadium not in the city limits, St. Louis city limits, that, you know, they were basically playing as hard of hardball as you can. And I guess not realizing that a team can just move out of the region entirely if, you know, what they want isn't going to be met. So, like, the short-sightedness of, oh, the stadium has to be in the city and it costs you the franchise for the entire region. You know, it just seems so short-sighted. And that, you know, you could, you know, the city and the county thing is just such a bizarre deal and is really hamstring the city, in my opinion. For and one of the things so that, because I, I happened to, while I was listening to it and pulling that audio to send to you, I was listening to a lot of the McNary interview and a lot of the Shamel interview. And those were done in, in 2018. Martin's interview with Deardorff, I think, was done last week. Uh, Shamel also talks about being a regionalist, for lack of a better term. Um, and by that he means just because there is a river between the city of St. Louis and the state of Illinois does not mean that it is not part of the region and just because the Missouri River is between St. Louis County and St. Charles County does mean it's not part of the region and it sounds like some kind of political speech or something to bullshit people and it sounds idealistic but our strength is in our numbers and our numbers are in the region and uh and instead, St. Louis has essentially become a quadruple A team for Chicago, for Denver, for Dallas, for New York, uh, and whatever locations on the West Coast that young St. Louisans with a lot to offer move to because either the social scene here isn't what they want or the opportunities here aren't what they need or are they are deserving of. And so St. Louis produces an incredible amount of talent, but we lose a lot of it to these other cities. Uh, to these other regions. And I know that that's the case with a number of, of your peers, correct? I mean, you've oh, talked yeah. about before how so few of your friends uh, from, yeah. is, from Missouri are, are living here. Not just Missouri, but high school. I, to- I told it on TMA, uh, we were at a Skanksgiving pregame. There's probably 12 of us there, both male and female. And I was the only person there who still lived in St. Louis. Were they mocking you? Were they calling you a whore? They kept saying they're like, yeah, we're thinking about thinking about moving to this city or taking a job in that city. And I was like, does anyone want to move back to St. Louis? With you got high pitched, I noticed right there. Yeah, well, I felt like such a little little man, and in that moment, like here I am, you know, old Midwestern boy. Especially since I was like one, of the, like I left to go to Florida for a year and then came back. So yeah, you did. Yeah, you left to go to what, uh, the inverse Gulf Coast University. Yeah, yeah, it's a, and that's that's the thing. I just like I'm not anti. Battle Hawks or Dogs or St. Louis hosting the collegiate gymnastics thing or, you know, Jennings, may he rest in peace uh, when uh, I hear Tom Ackerman talking about (laughs) St. Louis possibly hosting the NIT Final Four. It's all wonderful. Wonderful. Right. But, but the reality is in 2023, if we're going to be honest, and that's, that's what we're going to be doing here on this podcast, whether it's popular or not, because I just candidly don't give a fuck is if you don't have the NFL or the NBA and if you don't have both of them you're not viewed as a big player and it's part of the game man you can say whatever you want and jerk yourself off into some kind of frenzy telling yourself otherwise be my guest I'm pro masturbation and self-pleasure but uh, I also exist in reality and when I heard those stories 
it was tough. And I'm serious. I was sitting there with McNary in studio and with Shamo in studio. And I think I like put my head on the council and I was like banging on the council. I'm sure these guys who are incredibly educated men are looking at me like, what in the fuck is this? I don't know who this guy is anyway. And he's banging his head on the desk as he interviews me because he doesn't like what I'm saying. <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Um, all right. Uh, second one here. And this one was one I did a QFTA on the fan page as we were flying back from Jamaica last week. And this gentleman, Jackson, posed this question in the QFTA thread. I actually answered it. And then he deleted it. And it's funny that he did that because as I was writing in my answer, I said, this is a great question. It probably would be better suited for the podcast, though. Right. And I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm not going to be buying time when I do this. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on this first, okay? because I think I'm in the minority on it. And I think that's why this guy sent this email to me, um, because it's pretty clear what my position on this kind of stuff is. Um, and I know it's not necessarily a good strategy if you want to win people over to your side. But at the same time, I value the people who listen and, and watch me, knowing that whether they like it or not, they're hearing my honest opinion and or facts uh, and not getting jerked off for likes. Uh, so he writes, hey, Tim, you frequently talk about how you try to keep emotion out of most of your decision making process. In general, I think I've taken a similar approach throughout life thus far. My wife would probably even tell you that she gets frustrated by my lack of emotion at times. Do you ever find yourself wishing you were able to be more emotional about things? Do you think there are times, not necessarily as a business owner, but as a leader, that you think a high level of emotion could be beneficial? Sometimes I think my methodical approach has a negative impact on my relationships in my position as a coach and teacher. Specifically, I think I'm noticing that although the approach works well for me, personally, it can come across as indifferent to others, even when it absolutely is not. I guess there isn't any super specific question here, but I'm curious if you've ever had any of the same thoughts. Thanks in advance. Hope the trip to Jamaica was as cool as it looked. That's from Pete from the poor side of Hampton. Jackson, I told you I was going to you first. Yeah. I hear what you have to say. Uh, first, I want to know if I'm also from the poor side of Hampton. I'm on the, I'm on the, oh, you are. I'm on the east side of Hampton. You are. You All are right. indeed. But I mean, you're like, so you're kind of removed from where people even are thinking Hampton being by being right. on the hill. Yeah. Like yeah you are yeah. by definition on the east side of Hampton, which in my neighborhood is considered the quote unquote wrong side of Hampton. Okay. Well, I'm Jack. Whereas I live on the wrong side of Manchester. True. Uh, per, uh, who's it? Mr. Licks or Orson Woods Wacko. I can't recall. Yeah, doesn't have, they're one and the same. Uh, yeah, so, from the poor side of Hampton here. Uh, I'm a guy and, you know, I, it's just who I am. I can't really change it. You know, I'm, I, I would classify myself as a pretty emotional person. Uh, often can wear my heart on my sleeve in uh, pro sports terms. Uh, I just, I, I, I can't help it, but like, you know, I, and I think that there is times where it's definitely wrong to be emotional in some cases, but I truly can't change who I am. Like I, I, I live in, like I live with a lot of emotion. Um, and I think 
to the second part of the question about maybe being more emotional or being more analytical when it comes to business decisions. I think a great example of that, and we've talked a lot about on Balloon Party, is like the difference between John Mosellock and the Cardinals and Doug Armstrong and the Blues, where some people perceive the Blues and Doug Armstrong to be more emotionally invested sometimes in what they do, whereas Mosellock is a much more analytical, business-minded, like straight shooter in that sense. And, you know, both ways are effective. Both the Blues and the Cardinals over the last five years have shown outside of this year for the Blues have shown to be successful. Uh, it's just personal preference to most people. Uh, I think there's times where it calls for analytics and calls for just being straight. And there's times where emotion helps. But I think in general, emotion appeals to more people and analytics sometimes appeals to maybe more logic. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. I think you're. I think you're right. I think uh, Pete from the what do you say poor side of Hampton uh, is is right. And it's a really. It's a. I loved his question when it popped up in that that thread last week because I'm like this guy is so right. So here is here is I people like I also, another thing that people enjoy in addition to somebody like you know being emotional. People love that. Um, try to summarize something as succinctly as possible, such as things that now are attached to me, even though I totally ripped them off from other people, such as make sure the juice is worth the squeeze. That's actually from uh, a film that you did not like or did not watch, which pisses me off either way. Which one was it? <laughs> you watched it or not liked it? Uh, watched yeah. half and didn't finish it, which might actually be the worst answer of them all. God, <laughs> honestly, pisses me. I'm dead serious. That pisses me off. <laughs> I know. Um, the juice is not worth a squeeze. Girl next door, 2003. Uh, never waste any time on anything that uh, has no upside, uh, mm -hmm. which came from Bert Kaufman, 920. And uh, never get in an argument with a liar. Uh, he was talking about somebody in St. Louis sports media. People can probably do process of elimination, although maybe they can't, which would really be sad. <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, once the Bronx Tale one. Uh, yeah, that, that that one isn't concise, but it was. I do like that. That's Chaz Palminteri yeah. when the guy owed Cologino twenty dollars, and he goes, "Do you like the guy?" And Cologino goes, "No." He's like a fucking punk or something like that. And he goes, "Well, for twenty dollars, you got him out of your life because he's never going to come around you again. You got off easy." And I, there's there's so I'm telling you, I I I live by these simple tenets. So applying it to this question that we got here, and then it's similar to what you just said. What I would tell you is this. Now, it's, it's tough because most people aren't in a spot where their decisions or their business is public. We're mm. in the rare spot. Yeah. But what I would tell you is this. Privately, think analytically. Publicly, act emotionally. Mm. And then you will have your optimal strategy. Now, right. so I'm summarizing it very succinctly and to, to make it sound, you know, uh, something that people can remember easily, but that there, there's a lot of truth to that. So I think for example, using the Mazalok example, he goes with the analytics, both privately and publicly. And for a lot of people, you know, I mean, I can get into my poker analogies, but I also know that, that it, come, it can come off, the, it, what it comes off as, is you think you're smarter than me. And you don't win people over when you're talking down to them. You know, just like over the last however many years, you don't win people over, even if you think they're wrong or not necessarily the brightest people, by 
telling them they're wrong or not really bright or one of the more recent strategies, just calling everybody a racist who disagrees with you. You don't win people over doing that. Right. Uh, emotionally, you may you may truly think that. Right. But if you actually have a strategy analytically, you have to compartmentalize the emotions. What I have found now as a parent uh, with with my son, and I actually told him my playbook last night. I said, who gets mad more often, mom or me? I said, I'm really curious about this because I was pretty sure the answer is mom. But I wanted I wanted to hear his perspective. And he's five. So he's going to shoot me straight. Yeah. And he goes, well, you can get mad and she can get mad. I said, so here's what I'm doing with you, just so you know. When you piss me off, I'm really not all that upset, but I know I need to get your attention a certain way. And so I become an, an actor, kind of like Abigail Mack faking her orgasm when she's writing. And I didn't get in specifically to that particular point. Hmm. But my, my, my observation is I find myself acting like I'm more upset to get my son's attention. And in 2013... I had the TMA audience on my side to like a hundred percent approval rating. And over the last however many years, as we've talked about on the podcast, I've lost that approval rating, even though I'm still doing the same shit. It's just, I internalize it more. And I mm -hmm. suppose my mistake would be, I should have, while the weird shit at KFNS was going on, was go on the radio or on social media and lose my shit because everybody will loved it because people love that shit. Yeah. The problem is what the public didn't know and may still not know is that if I did that, Jim Hayes would have just had a bolt in his head like every fucking day uh, <laughs> or Gangster Pete or John Seymour or who else would get fired? Oh, Iggy, Iggy got fired. So, oh, and Plowboy, you know, yeah. fuck every, everybody but me and Doug, actually, it's easier <laughs> to say who wouldn't have gotten fired. <laughs> right. So that's why I didn't do it. But in 2013, when Dan Marshall was doing all that dumb shit, I lost my shit one day on the radio and I still listen to that. And I go, Oh my God, like I'm so horrified by it, right. but people loved it. But for me, it's, it kind of, and it's, I don't want to say scares me because it's been 10 years and I don't think I could do that now. I mean, I could do it, but it'd be more acting, which I wouldn't do, but I was really pissed off and people loved it because they loved hearing the true emotion. And so I go back to this, make your moves analytically and then publicly be emotional because right. that's what resonates. Um, God, I, I, I'm, to, to, I'm trying to try to avoid, I, I can't win here by doing this, but over the last 15 years, yeah, yeah, it is the last 15 years, we have had two people who I think couldn't be more opposite lead our country with Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Yeah. And I and and both of them. I don't know if I could say, if I want to use the term could speak, because I don't know if that's necessarily the phrase I would use, but they could fire people up yeah. saying two totally different things. Right now, Obama's. who And as I have said on the air and then I now that we don't necessarily get into the stuff on the show, but when I drove down to Jupiter two years ago, I listened to his book and it bored the piss out of me and i was so looking forward to it because right. he's so exhaustingly analytical it does not play well if you're listening to it i'm confident it's all well thought out but you have to be operating at like 0.01 percent level to have interest in it and follow along with it it's just exhausting on the other side of things i don't really think i would have an interest in listening to donald trump tell his story 
<laughs> you know, totally, totally different reason. Yeah. But, you know, but when they would speak to people, they would fire people up to the point that people would want to see them speak. Take your pick of whether it was an Obama rally, the same spot where the Blues had their Stanley Cup celebration in 2019, a rally he had in 2008, or Trump rallies. And that is because those two, and not that they're the only ones, but those two in particular, tapped into emotion. And it's an effective strategy. But if you're making decisions, going emotionally to me, is a perfect way to lose your stack, for lack of a better term. I mean, I just, I, something that I absolutely live by, try to live by anyway, is never make a business decision when you're emotional. And I'm talking when you're high or when you're low, because you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. Uh, recognize it. You know, if you're on a high, go to the STL Today comments and just read them, and they'll, they'll, they'll bring you right on down. You know, and if you're on a, a low, I recommend Primetime Glick on YouTube, Between Two Ferns on YouTube, uh, or The Oil Scene with Jill Kelly, Kylie Ireland, and Chasey Lane from, I think it was 1996. And you'll immediately, you'll immediately be, experience a, a dopamine rush. But I'm telling you, when it comes to business decisions, you cannot be making them while you're emotional. You cannot be making business decisions if you hate a motherfucker. Or if you love someone, or if you're clouded by that, ah, she's kind of hot. I wouldn't mind doing business with her because it can't do it. Right. Fuck everything up, man. And so, but this is shit that comes with experience. There, you, right. you, I could have read this at St. Louis U High or the Missouri Journalism School, and until you actually live it and fuck up because of it, you don't realize these things. I was very lucky that that Bert Kaufman said those things to me. And that they were as simple as they were. I, I just have learned, and he was 80-something when he told me this, uh, I just have never learned to waste any time on things with no upside. Never made sense to me. And I'm going, this motherfucker, he's, he's, he's right on target. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, this guy's saying this, and it's total bullshit, and he's saying this. And he goes, does he tell the truth? And I go, God, no. And everybody knows he's full of shit. He's, I mean, he's got a reputation. To be, and he goes... Well, I would never waste time getting in an argument publicly with somebody who's a known liar. And I go, God, you're so and it was just so simple. And so and so these little pieces of knowledge I've used over the last decade uh, or in the case of the girl next door, which Jackson bailed the halfway through, uh, I've never waste, you know, or the juice has to be worth the squeeze. If you know it's going to be a pain in the ass, you know, fine. But make sure that there's a reason that you put up with it or calculate the upside and go, okay, I might lose, but here's my ceiling. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of the way that I've lived for a while and it's worked also one that now are, is used in commercials was used in the Bible. Uh, but I truly believe in it. Treat others how you want to be treated. Very basic, but fuck, I don't know if there's anything better than that. Golden rule. It truly, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of truth and then to each their own. Yeah, like I don't know how many things we've ended on TMA. It's kind of like the scoreboard chant back in high school by going, well, some people like something, some people like other things. You don't it's like the show? I don't really, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Great. that's the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you don't. You have <laughs> wonderful options elsewhere. Enjoy those programs. Right. I don't know why you're upset about this one. You know, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a polite way of saying fuck off. Like, what do you, what do you care? Like, if we're cool. And you don't like it, that's fine. And if the market thinks it's terrible, they'll all the advertising will go away and we'll go away and we'll go, okay, that was fun. You know, why the fuck are you so upset? You don't have to listen to this. 
So it kind of simplifies things. And then when you simplify things, things kind of operate really logically. So then it's tough to get worked up over something, which is why I think for the 101 ESPN listeners, when I'm not screaming about the return on the Tarasenko trade tomorrow, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Because for them, a lot of them are emotional. But I don't know what sports-wise I'm going to ever get in a spot where I'm, like, screaming about something unless I bet a shitload of money on it. And then it's just strictly my own personal trials and tribulations. Right. So I really really think that the move is, and I should do this, I should actually employ the strategy, decide analytically, privately, act emotionally, publicly. That's the move. That's the win. Best of both ways. Yeah, that's the play. You get the best. So this guy was acting about asking about leading or coaching. And I would imagine guys who you see be like this, like Belichick and Saban, I'm sure that they get fired up behind the scenes. But there's also an understanding that this shit does not leave the room. Uh, Right. Right. And so that's another thing that I also live by. But uh, yeah, when you're when you're trying to mobilize an audience you go into details, you go into like Obama's book style of laying out the reasons. As he said, he gets too professorial. You bore people, you lose people, and most people aren't going to follow it. And, and even if you you do have a, your story straight, it's it's not, the culture isn't designed and it's not the culture's fault either to, to sit there and listen to somebody go on and on and on and on. I mean, I listened from Jackson. I'm dead serious. I think from before I got to Paducah, Kentucky, and I'm in Florida now. So, I mean, this is like 12 hours of driving. And he still hadn't gotten to Bin Laden. You know, <laughs> he's still in his first term. Yeah, like halfway through, like not even halfway I'm going, through. I, I, I go, I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I give up. I'm in the happiest place in the world. I'm on the Florida Turnpike going to my happy place. And I'm like, this guy's bringing me down, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I thought about it. I'm like, when this guy speaks, people treat it like a concert. Yeah. But in this case, it's terrible. And so what I've come to the conclusion of, and I'm dead serious, it's from this guy's email, but I had been thinking this way. The move is to privately make your decisions an- analytically. But when you talk about them, if you need to talk about them, inject emotion. Even if you don't necessarily have emotion, recognize that emotion, whether it be humor, sadness, anger, whatever, that's what resonates with the public. Long drawn out details, which I am absolutely prone to and in the process of doing one right now, that isn't what necessarily wins people over. And, you know, whether that's right or wrong, all I can tell you is I found it to be the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, but I think also on the other hand, and you're in a different situations since you've been on the air so long. And Obama would certainly be in a different situation as eight years of presidency. But like if all of a sudden you like just came out of nowhere and started firing up. Or if yeah, Obama- I mean, yeah, exactly. I can't. It's like what we joke about me showing up one day wearing a toupee and just seeing right. if anybody would buy in, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. It's it like was eventually sailed. Right. Like the but, authenticity would lose out on. But yeah, in 2013, got to pull that segment i don't i don't want to hear it though <laughs> I, I really don't like i'm embarrassed by it even though it was one of my most popular segments probably and i remember yeah. looking across at the cat and dog and they're like oh fuck we've never seen him like this yeah um and i don't even know what the hell it was dan marshall lying about something and when it was and, 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 you know now we look back on it and go, who the fuck cares right but for whatever reason this one you know really pissed me off and uh and yeah, I lost my shit, but you know, uh, 
it would it would have been it would have been better, I suppose, to have been transparent and emotional from 2016 through 2021. And I would have had a 99% approval rating again. But, right, but, but, but like I said, there were hostages. Yeah. And I wasn't one of the hostages. And Doug right. wasn't one of the hostages. Uh, you know, it was, it was everybody else on the show. And you can't, you know, I'm no, I'm no fucking hero. If, if you were in my spot and anybody who's watching this or listening to this knew that if you did something and it cost somebody their job because you did something just because you couldn't control yourself, you'd have blood on your hands. Hundred percent. So, so it was a no-brainer, you know. Yeah. So if I was the bad guy in the eyes of some people in the audience, then so be it. But it's, right. it, it, but at least Jim Hayes still had a paycheck, and at least yeah. Darren Hacken still had a paycheck, and Pete Eichels and John Seymour and Kenny Strode still had a paycheck. But it, it was a lesson in because I've said before, I go, I wonder why I had such a high approval rating then, and why I didn't recently or don't. And it's because I've kind of gone more compartmentalized, analytical, internal as opposed to uh, emotion. And people love emotion. People can relate to emotion. Yeah. So you got a guy who's a whatever, however much money Donald Trump has, however much money Barack Obama has, didn't matter. Didn't matter Obama's education background, Trump and his background, didn't matter. They reached the common man because of their way to speak emotionally. And so from my standpoint, that is a, it's a hell of a lesson. And there are yeah. people well beyond politicians, but those are two obvious ones, especially because they're so different. Yep. Yep. It, it's a different kind of styles, but both speaking with emotion and especially in politics and especially now you got it. You have the, you know, the, this, this, the theater for nuance isn't necessarily there 100%. anymore. Yeah. So you kind of have to be emotional if you want to be, because I mean, 99% of politics is how you come across, not about what you do. I have no idea who this, I can't only see, can you see who the Facebook people are posting? Uh, no, they would have to, they would have to, uh, like confirm to like show their identity. I, I guess they go in it's and this Facebook user is what I see. And it says true story. KF and us cut my health insurance in early 2018, which certainly played a part in my departure from the show later that year. We were hostages. I wonder if that is, I guess it wouldn't be fair for me to start guessing who it is. I have, I have action on who it is. Yeah. And he was a part of TMA. <laughs> Great part of TMA. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, oh, wow. I, I, and I don't know if I knew that, actually, because I know when this person left uh, left TMA and it would be that year. So, wow. I'm surprised I didn't know that. Son of a bitch. Oh, so somebody just said it was Seymour. I, I thought it was Seymour. That's who I thought it was, too. Yeah. Just based left. on the years. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's a guy who... You know, honestly, all, all it, it doesn't matter who you are. The whole situation was beneath anybody associated with our show right. being just real straightforward. But I mean, specific to John Seymour and his true talent as a producer. I mean, that's a guy who could be producing a, a national television show, much less a local radio show. Uh, so, uh, you know, that, that it's a shame because there, there you have somebody who's incredibly talented, super easy to work with. And, you know, we lost him because of uh, because of nonsense. But, you know, I mean, it's it's just it's part of the story. Um, I never worked for TMA, but I have a Woody right now. It's nice. nice. That's nice. good. I like making men hard. Yeah. I, you know, I, I say to Jackson before we start this show up every week, I say, if I can just make one guy hard, 
yep. I will have done my job. And yep. it seems like my job has been accomplished. I've always said it, you know, we won't get you off, but we'll get you close. That's right. Yeah. You know, that's and what we'll, we do. We'll try to get you off. We probably won't. We probably won't do it, but we certainly right. will. We, we, we'll we will, a little appetizer. We'll get you, we'll get you hard. <laughs> uh, before we uh, get anybody else hard, I would like to uh, tell people about Jackson's guy, and that's Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com. There is a guy, speaking of this topic, sent yeah. him from, from the poor side of Hampton. <laughs> that's a guy who is so – I mean, he's, his business is truly analytics. It's with dollars, uh, and – Yet what he does, I would imagine you can vouch for this since he handles your uh, yeah. portfolio, is he taps into emotion. But he recognizes everybody's situation is different. Talking to me is going to be talking different to you, not because of anything other than at different points in our lives. Um, and he doesn't just have like some kind of cardboard cutout of, OK, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. It's customized to what people want. And I'm saying this in. It's absolutely the truth. You will get off the phone or a meeting or a Zoom or whatever you do with Mark, and you will feel better about the world, and you'll feel better about your position financially. You will not have made a dollar in the call, but you will feel better about your situation because now you're organized, and, you're, and you know you're dealing with a, somebody who has your best interest. 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com. And finally, Munganest, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. That's Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganest. Uh, and um, a company that I just cannot say enough about as far as an automotive industry partner. We have uh, been working with them now, I think, for three years. I think that's it. And it has been an incredible partnership. Uh, not only the official automotive provider of this podcast, but TMA. And uh, now the presenting sponsor of Balloon Party. And uh, our audience continues to work with them. And uh, listen, we want you to support the sponsors, but we're not just going to be vouching for people if we think they're shitbags. And Jamie, Clayton, and Peter, and so many people at Munganest are so good, so good to us. But more importantly, I mean, you don't really give a shit about that. You care if they're going to take care of you, and they are. And I can assure you of that. Go to stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com and work with Munganest. It's Munganest St. Louis Acura, altontoyota.com. And work with the great Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganest. All right, Jackson, that's forty-five minutes. Yeah, that's a nice, it's a nice podcast. You can get home. You've got all this stuff you want to do. I hear my children upstairs have just arrived home. So, Perfect. so uh, one of them will probably be running down here, uh, bat shit any moment, <laughs> and uh, and so that will be uh, what I do. And uh, and there it is. You can always send in a question for. QFTA, an erotic story, comment, anything is welcome. T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. And uh, most likely, we will uh, read it. We'd really like a nice erotic story. Big time. There, there, we had one a, a few months ago in which I think a guy was, was <laughs> jerking off as he wrote it. Prefer not to have that. Right. But, uh, but if it's a story like Deeb's where he's jerking off on I-70 and telling us after the fact why that that's truly wonderful. So we welcome your stories. We welcome your questions. We welcome your comments. We'll have pick six. Can I go back to back? Can I go back to back? Me, Jackson, Gangster Pete, G-Unit and producer Joe have to pick three games this weekend or three prop bets from the Super Bowl, whatever it is that we're going to do. And uh, we'll do that tomorrow after a uh, balloon party, Jackson, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, and I'll try to go back to back. 
and see see if we can make magic. Yeah. Uh, time to shut it down for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.